welcome to episode nine of this old deck. Uh, me and Mark finally sit down and start talking about uh, the cubes that we're building. Uh, we go over the white cards in our cube. Uh, then we also talk about some upcoming events. Uh, they'll all be in the show notes, so don't worry about that. And then as usual, if you want to submit something for an episode of this old deck, uh, you can get a hold of me on Discord. It's Eric Martin or on uh, Twitter at Eric Martin 242. You can also message this old deck on Twitter as well. Uh, yeah, so enjoy the episode. Okay, we're recording now. Yeah, I can. Okay, cool. Because it has that thing across the top. Yeah, so the. We can record talking about Annie, but right now everybody's like gaming everybody on their decks, Maybe. right? Yeah, because like it's such a like there's only maybe I don't know how many people are even going to play this league, but like let's just call it less than ten people are going to play the. So you can like in Annie, you can really game your people because if you're like you know because okay, so for everybody who's listening, this we're running an Annie league that starts on January thirtieth. Uh, if you want to join, just message me and I'll I'll get you in. Um, but like, if you know, you're, if you know, somebody's running four contracts, right. You would want to run just a play set of dreams. So, so what you just said probably blew everyone's mind. So just maybe do an overview of, so this any league is going to be different than the other any leagues you've done before. And you just said people running four contracts. I feel like you need to give some context on that one. Explain people who listen to this podcast probably know what a contract from below is. Okay. No. Hold on. The, uh, I'm talking about having four in your deck. Oh, four. Yeah. So if you, for the two people who play, who listen to this podcast, you guys both probably play in the Annie League. But the, this year's Annie League, I, which, Eric, and then, um, was it Hi George? Yeah. Yeah. Two, yeah. Two, like, two, like, like literally two people. I can actually look and see how many people have listened to this podcast, but not specifically like, like I can see like for the demographics as well. So for instance, this is a side, side note, but I know that Mario listens to the podcast. Because there's one person from Germany who downloads our podcast. <laughs> so I know that's him. Hi, Mario. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. Uh, so for this Annie League, so we, we did a couple over, like, the very first part of the pandemic. But this Annie League, the rule set is uh, no, no ban list, no restricted list. So you can play whatever you want as long as it's, you know, EC play sets, right? So Alpha through Fallen Empires. Uh, old old border old you know like those original instructions just imagine ec but without the banned and restricted list you can just play what you want and then add the any cards in all nine of them so so there's like maybe probably like i'd say six to eight of us are going to do this league at the end of the day uh and so you can game you can game inside of the game right like so if i like i am i don't give a fuck i'm going to play four contracts what i need to be prepared for is the guy who has um dreams in his in his board and like turn one ritual dreams like that's a kill that shuts off your contracts unless you yeah, just don't give a discussion shit. about that on twitter where some guy's gonna put like one in and and this any league is a legit any league right where you, yeah, know you like actually send the cards yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But, i mean but you can get an italian dreams for like 25 bucks shift so and what are your odds like i don't know like I'm not going to play anything super expensive. Like I, I think I showed you, I'll just show you on the camera what I, what I have set aside. Eric, I showed you my Eric before you show me. So we're recording everything video. So this is the first time we're recording in this, this method. 
Um, do you ever want to consider putting this on YouTube? We can we can talk about it. But if I do that, I'll do it after we actually. I'll okay, we can do for future episodes. I'm just saying, before you show me on camera. Yeah. Keep that- well, I mean, like, okay, so everybody knows I'm going to play four contracts. Like, there's yeah, there's no doubt. The I think everybody's going to play four soul rings, because why not? Four four jeweled birds, that's, that's like, an absolute – like, nobody's not going to play four jewels, right? So, I think – Please I think tell that, me you guys are going to rock the Chronicles jewels, jeweled I, birds. I am, because I had I had an original one that um, – that I bought back before they fucking spiked. Uh, and now like they're like, I don't know, like probably like a hundred bucks or some shit. The, I mean, the rest of the deck is just, it's going to be like the, the, the cheap version of this card, right? Like I'm going to play this, but without the, without the power that goes with it. Sure. And hopefully, hopefully that gets there. I think it'll be okay. I got to put in a backup way of winning. So I have like two ways of winning. Uh, Cause what okay, I've learned have- is you can't just attack to win. If you're gonna have four um, uh, contract from blows in there, are you? Are you? Well, actually, what are the rules? You because you guys are forty cards, right? This is gonna be a sixty card league. Oh, 60. Okay. Yeah. All right. Can you can you go higher than sixty? Yeah, it's like normal. It's like normal deck construction rules. Because in the past it was forty, right? Yeah, the last league was forty, and the so the next so this league will be no ban list, no restricted, sixty card decks. Mm-hmm. The next league is either gonna be four like the so next year's. Will either be forty or sixty card singleton. Uh, another question for people listening to this: uh, If you're hearing this right now, is it too late to join this event? Or is no, it still- we're starting on the thirtieth, and it's like casual as fuck. So uh, I just need them to, to let me know before the the actual thirtieth, and we can get it. We can get them logged in and started. So January thirtieth, twenty twenty two. Unless you know, just in case you're listening at this at a weird time. Yeah, twenty twenty, <laughs> the new year. The um. So I think it'll go, it'll be interesting, but like if people knew what I was playing, you could easily like throw hay, like you can play main deck haymakers in Annie yeah. because, because you just, you just can like, it's, it, it's kind of weird. The, so we'll see, we'll see how it goes. So I, I played in, I want to say two of the previous incarnations, at least one, I, I want to say maybe two. And, and, and it was always a blast. It was really fun actually like mailing the cards out, you know, drawing some cool yeah. stuff to your friends. And uh, the thing that I thought was the coolest and the weirdest, I guess a combination of the two, is realizing that like one of the most powerful cards in that format, the 40 card, was Felden's Cane. So that ended up being like... Don't, yes, don't tell people the secret. Felden's Cane, if you're not playing two of them, you're, you're fucking wrong. Like flat out wrong. Well, so in the past when it was 40 cards, right? Like there were some control decks like festival and holy light and stuff that could stall you out and deck you. And that was the thing. Yes. But that's Chris won that first one. That's how he did it. And four contracts from blows. And who knows if people, what else they're playing? Like, I don't know. Um, what's that red winds, uh, winds of change or whatever. Yeah. Man, maybe two canes are not enough, man. I don't know. I think, I think it's one cane in the main one cane in the side that way. Cause if you lose one, you can always pull one out of your sideboard. The, yeah. um, I'm also for this league. I'm gonna play at least one main library lane because I think people are gonna try and like mind like like flat mind twist people because you can play four mind twists now. So like a real deck could be four mind twists, four specters, four um, hymns. Like you could just play a discard deck and then rack people. 
Well, my question is, is so basically at that point, it's almost going to be a little bit like a memory lapse or something like those old school counter spells that put on top of your deck, right? Yeah. Is it going to be the situation where you want to have like two or three of your cards on top of your library rather than kind of drawing natural? Is is that going to be worth it? Well, it's. I think it's a May ability. Let me look at the card real quick. I think you can almost kind of like pick and choose if you want to keep them on top or let them go. Like, I guess the other way, too, is that you can kind of weaponize that a little bit with the contract, right? Because you can effectively keep, uh, you don't have to go all the way down to zero, basically. So if you've got three good cards or two good cards, you can put those on top and redraw those when you do Yeah, well, that and it also works because you don't have a maximum hand size. So you could draw your seven, and if you have extra draw effects, you can just keep drawing off of it. So that's the format that you wish you had meat room, right? Yeah. yeah. So, so Library of Lang is a May ability. So uh, if, if an effect causes you to discard a card, discard it, but you may put it on top of your library instead of into your graveyard. So you could you can basically use the... You can use people's, like, discard it. Like, if somebody mind twists you for seven and you have three cards, you, you like, you just don't want to fucking draw ever again or whatever, you can just put them in the graveyard, put the rest on top of your library, and you get to stack the order. Yeah, and then the random discard doesn't affect that at all either. Mm. So there's no there's no weirdness there, which is which is nice. So so because of the the thing I'm playing in my main deck, I think I can get away with at least one library main and maybe mm. one on the side. Like it's just like a I think people are gonna try and like turn one, twist people. I think that's the play, right? Like that's your that's your level zero deck. People are gonna be like, okay. Cause you could go you could turn one uh ritual soul ring like if you have two rituals and a soul ring you're good if you have like two soul rings and a ritual you're fine and just get people that's really the only fast mana because i don't think people are going to be rocking mana vaults in this right no i i thought about it considering what i was going to play and but they're just so expensive they're not worth it's not worth losing one so so those of you who are listening to this uh again hi george eric and hi mario yeah Uh, But if there is, if there happens to be a fourth person who does not know this this anti format, it's it's relatively pretty casual. Uh, I remember the one time I remember playing, uh, I was playing Zombie Master Disc. That was kind of fun. Yeah. Um, so it's not like super super spiky, and uh, you can lose the card. In fact, there's you know a decent chance. So there is that in play, but people tend not to risk the really expensive cards in this one. So it's it's more casual. Yeah, it allows you to play like it allows, like this. I think what the, like the social experiment in this one is it allows you to play within your budget, right? Like yeah. uh, so you can build like a pretty a fairly broken deck fairly cheaply and a no ban list, no restricted. You don't there's no reason to play power. There's just no reason like because there's nobody's going to risk a 3G card when you could just draw poorly. And what's actually kind of interesting here, because me and Eric are like super, super pro po- uh, proxy, but this yeah. is one event where proxies are not allowed. And um, that's pretty rare from an event, either from either me or Eric. Uh, that's pretty rare. So that's that's interesting. Yeah, it's it's probably the one event where it's just not like, like one of the guys is going to play with like fucking Iceland basics. I don't give a shit, but like the... This is the one event where you can't pull out one of the proxies, but we are going to talk about proxies because you have a couple in your white in your white part of the cube, and I have. Let me look real quick. I got to take a picture and post it, but I got four for the Geo City proxies, and you have two. 
And we two of our, your two are the same as two of mine. So so I think it makes sense to to probably say that we're going to kind of transition the topic a little bit. So me and Eric, um, we I, again, if you want to check out this um, this uh, the anti event, they are a blast. Everybody in there is yeah. super cool. It's we, it's I extremely think. chill. Like it's not nobody's people aren't really trying to win. I guess is what I would say. It's just people are going to play some dumb shit. Um, can you make can you put the sign up link in the show notes here for the podcast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Great. And then uh, check out Eric on Twitter if if you if the link you know if, if if that's something weird, just contact him on Twitter. But I think the link or just message the Distal Deck Twitter if you can't reach us uh, another way. And if you have time, go for it. If you need extra time to get some cards, you know, just get a round one or double up or something. Super easy. Yeah, so. it's um, it's like six. If we have enough players, it's six rounds over four weeks. So we're gonna play basically from the beginning of February first ish to the twenty eighth ish. <laughs> if you need time to like finish out the games or whatever, I don't think we've ever finished one on time, so <clears throat> it'll be okay. So, so I'll just take this picture later. Okay, so going into the kind of cube talk. So how did and now Eric, you're 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 now in the um, Pacific Northwest, but um, former and current and always future uh, member of Alamo City Old School. How did Alamo City Old School get into cubing? Did you kind of infect us with this, or how did that kind of become in the ether? Uh, so I think that we ended up on cubes because we. we have been sitting we've been playing the most of us don't have like i think my collection's not great but i mean it's like fairly depth for old school and then i know your collection because i've sorted all of it is fairly deep as far as singles but like a lot of guys that we play with only have like one deck like jimmy's got a couple decks so he's got actually he probably has the most decks out of all of us but like um i'm trying to think uh like most of the guys that we play with only have like maybe one or two decks and those two decks are really just half of a deck variation and so we were playing a lot of the same stuff right like yeah. i would show up with some bullshit like green white red mid-range you know you have your black red deck um fucking jimmy would show up with mono white and the houses on deck and we it was basically just like we were playing the same stuff against each other and then and and that's actually um that's actually caused because how our scene most of our scene really got into old school so basically everybody was playing other formats yeah we all played mainly, legacy yeah yeah it was mainly legacy players and you know they're also playing modern and a little bit of edh and basically what happened is that they they built like a budget version of kind of a pet deck and they sold all their cards and upgraded so basically they just sold two four specific singles rather than having yeah. this giant old card collection they got grew out of so it ended up being that everyone had just decks and not a whole lot of other random cards, right? Yeah, I mean, Jimmy went pretty deep on Mono White. He's got a, a bunch of legends that he bought, like, that he just wants to collect. And then I know where your collection's at right now and what you're deep on. Uh, and then I'd say mine, I mean, mine's deep in green, white, and red, but it's real fucking shallow in, like, blue. Mm -hmm. It's real shallow in white. Well, not probably not that shallow, but fairly shallow. And so at the end of the day, we were just playing like kind of like the same decks against each other. And then yeah. I forget who was who was talking about it, but um, somebody was talk, just talking about cubes. And I was like, I was like, fuck, we could probably just build a cube. And, and I started looking online and I'm not a very. No, here's what happened. I remember now. Spectral chaos happened. That's and I was like, oh, 
We should build a spectral chaos cube because that'll be fun just to tote, tote around. That's where it started, yeah. And that kind of died on the vine because I don't know how to actually build a cube with just one set. Uh, I was just going to print all the cards once, but the but that laid the idea down. And so what I did was I just stole Martin Berlin's, and I'll put a link to his cube in the show notes, of course. But I just like literally Googled like old school cube and Gordon Anderson has his posted, but it's basically just Swedish legal. Uh, and it had a bunch of like um, like multiples, whereas uh, Martin's has like it's all singles minus a couple lands, like all the duels there's doubles of and some and like obviously factories there's four ofs. But the all of his colored cards are singles. So there's like a wide swath of them. And so it looked pretty decent. Uh, so I just, I took his list and just started buying the cards for 25 cents a piece. And then you had everything that I didn't have. You basically had, I think I literally spent $10 for like, I'm not joking, probably like 52 cards of like just some Chronicles shit that we just needed. And that was it. So that's yeah, how, like how the first cube happened. We had to meet up and I think you gave me like a printed out list or something with like highlighters on it or crayon or something. And... Yeah, it was like a six page list of just printed out stuff because I was like, oh, I probably have one of those laying around. And then yeah. you you were ended up, I don't know why you were doing that, but you had a bunch of singles that like literally like nobody else would like. You have a CE giant, two headed giant, one of just float, just sitting in there. Oh, well, so there's actually a reason that, that from that so, um, chalice uh two years ago so there was uh one of the events was singleton and i'd never touched singleton before but obviously i mean there was one of the events that was there at that event or one of the sub events or whatever so i had to build a singleton deck and i built um and so i kind of got into that thinking for that and i built a super shitty wall deck and not like a cool wall deck that has like wall tricks or like you know, like I buff them up with glyphs and then, you know, yeah, just walk them at you with a sword or something. Now, it was like, I'm going to be obnoxious with walls. And I think my only kill conditions were like fireball and like disintegrate or something. As you do. Um, the funny thing is, is that uh, Andy from the um, Andy Baccaro from the sisters basically built the same shitty wall deck. And we ended up facing each other at the bottom table, which was hilarious. And somebody came up and they said, uh, hey, can you guys finish this? Can you guys hurry along a little bit? Because you guys are going to go to time and we're trying to finish this. And I said, no, I'm sorry, bro. We, we can't go faster. And the guy was kind of offended as in, come on, dude, be cool. You know, like it's a cool weekend. I'm like, nah, man, we just don't have the ability. I'm like, here, just watch a little bit. And he's looking down. And he realizes it's just a bunch of like, there's like wall of ice yeah. and. And you're the, playing fast. It's just going slow. And like the, 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 the butthole regenerator wall and stuff, you know? And then I'm like, okay, draw, land, go. He goes, draw, land, go. Draw, land, wall, go. Draw, land, go. Draw, land, wall, go. Draw, land, wall. He's like, oh, my God. And he just walked off and kind of like disgust. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing you can do about it. It's just how it's going to be. <laughs> so, so that got me into Singleton, and I thought it was cool because I was also getting a little bit bored of having the same – play experience you know when you're trying to build a deck it's really hard to keep it janky you're going to start to move to four of each card and it's cool to have this kind of fun thing and i wanted to play with um like the two-headed giant like i i never had a reason to touch that card before you know so i wanted to 
play with these cards that were cool, but never appealed to me in a deck that I wanted to, I guess, function, air quotes here. Um, so I started building a red singleton deck and a white singleton deck, and I was starting on a green one. So that's why I ended up already having a decent base for the cube. That's yeah, why I had the cards. And so literally, so between the two of us, we had inherently all the cards to do this. Minus like, uh, like Moat, for instance, but we can... We can have like a long conversation about how you print proxies for cubes. And honestly, the, the GeoCities guys have it figured out. So I'll put a link to their website in the show notes, but like you can just do it from there. And maybe, and then maybe a future episode, we can go into detail of, you know, what we'll call it maybe hacking old school magic a little bit. Some of the, some of the options here. Yeah, I can. I mean, we can run through it. I, I, I just got the message from MPC, which is where I make playing cards.com. Just type in MPC.com into Google. Uh, they just started sending me the last bits I need to finish out the. I needed like six cards. Well, there's a little bit of specialty cards I needed that I had to get. Like, there was just no other option except for to print them. So the those are on their way. So hopefully this thing will be finished before March so that we can play it in person. So also you don't need to go that route. So Eric is going fancy with yeah. the, printing the cards. Um, so what I did is for this deck photo for white, there was, uh, I had like a couple of cards that were still in the mail. I think it was like a greater realm of preservation. I never ended up having. Uh, and, <laughs> yeah. Cause why would you have that card? Well, yeah. I, um, that's, that's um, yeah. I, I play more aggressive decks. That's I think you need a more controlling deck for this kind of card. But, um, and then there were a couple of the GeoCity proxies and like, I needed Jihad and the GeoCities guys haven't done one of Jihad. So I just, you know, grabbed a image, but I yeah. printed on a sheet of paper, cut it out, put it in a sleeve with a card. And for right now, that's good enough. So you can, you can figure out how janky you want to do it. You know, if you want to print out an actual card stock, which I would like to do with the GeoCities in the future or a sheet of paper in a, in a let's see what, what card is back here. This is a Hornet Cobra. So up yeah. to you. And honestly, it looks the same. Like whenever we first played the cube before I moved, all of the legend, like all the legendary, like the Angus McKenzie, which is somehow a five hundred dollar fucking card, was just a printout on a on a basic. We love it so much. Yeah, I, I mean, I like playing EDH. I just don't understand like why Angus McKenzie is five. Like it's not even. I don't know. I don't think it's even it's, a good commander, it's, it's, but apparently it is. I I think the base price of probably like two fifty is just because what set it's from yeah i got that playability I, i'd be curious i mean how much more is it than the other legends or something but i i think the bulk of the issue is 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 the addition and people are seeing that it's rare and it's 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 shiny i mean it's not shiny but it's shiny right yeah. and then you know, there's people thinking somebody else might want that so let me buy it now and hoard it for a little bit you know it's yeah yeah it's something else and like i refuse to order those legends in italian because like i the the one thing i the one thing i said for this deck was i wanted all the cards to be in english or like like their like mainstay cards like if the balance isn't in english that's fine right like but like greater realms of preservation probably needs to be in english because then we don't know what the fuck it does otherwise right like so the whole point was like fine like make sure everything was in english first that, that was like step one for order for cards like personal incant incarnation, which has a paragraph of text on it, still don't know what it does. But people need to be able to read them. <laughs> so like it's fine, like if you have like a like if your you know, Spectre is like in Italian or whatever, right? Like who cares? Everybody knows what Hitmonic Spectre yeah. does. 
Um, a lot of those legends are also vanilla, right? If you don't care about the flavor text, that's something to think about. Because um, I personally, and and it could be, I'm, I'm I'm sure a lot of people have the opposite opinion, but I I actually like Italian legends more than legends because I like how the print is. I like the font is smaller. I like the print quality. I mean, it was printed a couple of years after. Yeah. I've always preferred the look of Italian rather than English. Um, but, it's fine for like Jasmine Borealis and shit like that, where it's like literally just a vanilla four five. Yeah. I think it's fine. But if you have like, um, fuck, what is this card? Hold on. I'm going to pull it out real quick. Like Umazawa, whatever. Like, I have no idea what that card does. Hold on. Let's see here. Here's one. Do you know, do you know what the card Gwendolyn the whatever this one, the Gwendolyn, Gwendolyn card? Yeah, what does that card do? Um, exactly. Yeah, no. It's something with tapping with a, a, a smaller creature. I think it like keeps it tapped or kills it. It's uh, funny. No, like, you, I know the story. You tap to discard the, a card. So I know the story of the model, which is yeah. really funny because it was it was a it was like a punk rocker grunge band from Seattle, and she Gwendolyn was actually the singer of this band, and it's called Gwendolyn for her. And this chick would like be on stage in bra, like bra and panties with like uh, a strap on on. And the artist was friends with her. And then that's why the card's named Gwendolyn. And it does look like her. But I, I know I this, but I don't know what the fucking card does. Yeah. Target tap, target player discards one card from his or her hand at random. This power yes. will be used during your turn. Got it. I okay. It had something to do with um, uh, either trapping or killing a creature because she's stabbing that dude. So I thought it had something to do with that, but guess not. Yeah. Who knew? Who knew? It's it's legend spoiler season here on the podcast today. The uh, so Always. that's so that's why I was like, okay, I want all my cards to be in in English. Uh, so that's that's like one of the restrictions I put on myself, but otherwise, kind of left it wide open. Um, I guess for me, restriction wise, I guess I could I could say is. Um, I got what I thought is cool additions if I thought the price justified it. If I yeah, could out, yeah, for me, cool additions are are unlimited or CE, and then um, I, I like German. Uh, uh, it's my first language, so I like black border or white border. The the German form ones are sweet. I'm not huge into alpha beta so much. I actually kind of like unlimited more, and I'm also a big alt fourth guy. So. If that card is reasonable, uh, four, seven, maybe 15 bucks, depending on, I'm totally cool with getting the cool edition. Uh, just to get the card, uh, a lot of them are in fourth edition, as in I just need to get the card, you know, kind yeah. of deal. That's where most of mine are at. Um, I stole a list online. I don't remember the name of it, but I can give it the link later so we can include in the show notes. And um, it is an old school list. Uh, so the list that you had before from Berlin, I didn't really like it. And this is going to sound like I'm talking shit. I really don't mean to at all. Um, the list that I saw from that, I had the feeling that it was made from someone who played back in the day, but didn't play modern old school because, and I don't remember specific examples now, but I felt like um, cards that were not considered good back in the day, but are really good now were not in the queue. Yeah, well, it doesn't have. We were talking. It doesn't have fall like this. The original cube design doesn't have falling star. It doesn't have. Um, 
There was like one or a couple other cards that just didn't have. Yeah, that I thought were off the top of my head. Falling Star was like the one I was like, oh, we got to throw one of those in. Yeah, so the list that I saw had those cards that I liked. Um, and it does have multiples of some cards to try to, yeah. um, and it's very strategic. And I and I liked it. Not every color. It, it seems to try to balance the colors out a little bit. Like white, when we look at the list, um, there's three Samana lines and there's some other ones. And I feel how it's balanced. I think it seems good to me. I have already made a few changes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have the picture. So Eric, uh, I guess, do you want to start discussing mine? And then we can post the picture on the show notes and people can kind of follow along. Yeah, I'll have I'll post the picture to our Twitter account for this uh, podcast. And then I'll also post it to like uh, one of the picture websites that I posted something else to. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so like the the major difference between yours and mine is we're all OK. So both of us are playing all the white cards that you would know about. Right. Like uh, Moat, Sarah Angel, Jihad. Uh, Wrath of God, Spirit Link, Savannah Lions. Like if if it's like a white card that you've seen somebody play, we got it in here. Yeah. Uh, and I set all those aside, right? So that's like probably 30-ish cards or so. Yeah. And then you, the difference between yours and mine is you have multiples. So you have three yes. Savannah Lions, two Disenchants, two Samite Healers, two Acacian something, some yeah, fighter bullshit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, two Swords of Plowshares. And your preacher is a pog, or at least a cutout of a pog. Two yeah. crusades. So you're like you're. I think like the themes of our of our white like wedge or whatever you want to call it are the same, right? It's like one like your normal good white cards, but then also having like the like I call it the occasion flavor, where you have like a bunch of one ones and shit. Well, um, this might be what I've what I've noticed that it's very. It tries to make creature themes, and that's why there's devils. Yeah. So there's, um, it pushes a merfolk theme, it pushes a um, goblin orc theme, and it yeah, the red is goblin orcs. Um, and it needs multiples to kind of make that work. Now, it's this cube is very heavy creature focused, and I really like that uh, because I think that, as we all know, these early sets are very spell heavy and and creature light. Yep as far as quality and if you keep that kind of ratio or, or or that philosophy you're never ending games so i like so it's almost like for each color i'm like you have to have a reason to take a creature out from that color i think it should be as creature heavy as focused as possible and i like the doubling up because some of the creatures are such garbage you know uh the green moss monsters in there like that made it you know yeah um, but so yeah so i think maybe mine's more creature focused than yours and it tries to force tribes and themes so yeah so mine i have 170 total creatures in the deck mm-hmm. or in the cube and then of the 170 th- 29 of those creatures are white so it's of like i think i have 29 30 let's just call that 40 I have just under 50 or just over 50 white cards in the cube. Cube, the, the total size, of, I should say, my total size of this cube is 360, which is like, that's enough for eight players to have three packs of 15, uh, which is probably the max amount of people you're going to get to play an old school cube. So there's no reason to like make like a 720 or something like that. You, you don't uh, have a picture of your white cards right now, do you? I don't have a picture. I just have the, okay. I can, I can send you the list, but the, uh, I forgot to take a picture today. The, 
so it's 20 i mean it's like the creatures are what you would expect right like it's all the good all the good creatures from you know fallen empires through alpha so i got like occasion javaneers like every occasion cards in here repentant blacksmiths orders the lego sphere for tokens uh i don't have the lego spears for tokens i am getting some custom tokens made for the for this cube oh spear yeah because if you want the Lego spears, I can always send you because I, I bought extras. Like whenever I'd go to tournaments and I saw people using javeliers, I would just pass out Lego spears. But uh, if you're getting custom ones, I'm getting custom token maids for the majority of this of this cube. Because like okay. I need a, I got a rook token on the way. Uh, I needed well, some okay. for. We're not talking about like objects, right? No, no cards. I want all mine to fit into that white box that I brought the cube around in. Oh. Oh, I was thinking kind of like objects as counters, I guess. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to do that. So I haven't. I got to have enough room for like fit, fit all these cards in this one thing. Because I was going to say, hey, I finally figured out 3D printing, so we could do like you know, um, trike trike arms and custom spears and shit like that. You know. We're gonna save the 3D printing talk for our other podcast where we talk about 3D printing other things. And we're going to talk about uh, the other club, the other activity Alamo City yeah. Old School is a part of. Um, we've always made the joke that we're basically a, a gun club that plays old school on the side. So, yeah, if you're not if you're not 3D printing your own guns, you're just not living. The uh, you got like freedom or what? Yeah, do you not do you not like having your own gun without a serial number? I don't know. Um, the do it now before it becomes illegal. The um, but yeah, so. 3D print, yeah. So yes, you can 3D print stuff. Um, I I need to buy a new 3D printer. I sold mine before I moved out here. Yeah. But the I'm gonna get all mine's tokens made and send them off to NPC and get them sent back. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna talk to Cam about making me some tokens for like I need some like weird shit. So hey, would you mind like uh, let me see what you're making? Maybe maybe if I can get in on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll send you. I'll send you the pictures. That'd be dope. I'm just gonna ask. I'm basically just gonna commission Cam to like. I'll be like, hey, this is like the things I need. Make me some oh. car- like make me some sketches. Send them to me, and I'll make cards out. Oh, of that's that. cool. I just gotta talk. I haven't, I haven't talked to him about that sure? unless he listens. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to him, or um, we'll call him Big Mark. Maybe I always made the joke that I'm Skinny Cam. I haven't seen Cam in a minute. I gotta. We're gonna see him on webcam here soon. See what see what he looks like. See how he's doing. He'll be shirtless, so we'll know. We'll have a oh, good yeah. idea. Yeah, in the winter in Portland. Yeah, he'll be shirtless then. Yep. Yep. For factual. Um. So so with the white cube stuff, um, what do you think is the best way to maybe discuss like discussing each card or maybe talking about maybe just surprises or weirdness of just kind of like our impressions of the other list or going each one yeah i think that's fine like there's no reason to go card to card i mean some of these cards like really don't matter i would say like so the stats on my white the white part of my cube is 29 creatures 10 enchantments five instants six sorceries so it's really creature heavy and which is what you would expect out of white right so um the kind of cool cards in here yeah yeah. i was thinking like cool cards are maybe what you would think would be the un- unexpected cards or maybe kind of um, if it's a pet card to you, if you've added it or maybe just what you think is unique. And then I can talk my, about my list with the, with the, you know, the same criteria. Yeah, I think so on the white side, the cool cards, I'll pull out a couple cards that I thought were cool whenever I was just going through. 
the uh, and you'll be able to see these in the pictures. Some of these are just cool because of art. Some of these are cool just because I think they'll be interesting to play with inside the game. But uh, Knights of Thorn, that just goes in there for the artwork. I, it's four for a 2-2. It's got protection from random banding. Uh, none of that really matters. The artwork is class A. That's one of my favorite cards from uh, the white section. I got this Moorish Cavalry signed by the uh, artist uh, Damian Willich. And he says this is his favorite artwork that he made for uh, for Magic. Is Damien, remind me, is he going to be there at the Firewalk with me? I don't remember. I'll, at the end of this episode, I'll look up and see who is, who's going to be there. Also, um, yeah, heads up, if you don't know, in March of this year, um, yes. it's, it's, it's the Trolls, right? You guys, the Trolls putting it up? Yeah, I mean, really, uh, Sean Sullivan's, like, I think, doing, like, the majority of the planning and execution. But, yeah, it's under the Trolls. Okay, so it's it's going to be a uh, Twin Peaks-themed uh, magic event at the location, at the town and stuff. So that's what we're talking about. So uh, if you don't know, find the trolls, find Eric, and then uh, they can give you the info. Yeah, the I put links in the last episode we did, and I will put those links again in the bottom part. But it'll it, it'll be a good event. It'll be yeah, Mark's going to be well, there. I'm already going to be there. I just signed off of work for that. So. Um, Hand of Justice. This card is interesting because if you put if you go heavy white in this cube, you can actually make this work. The artwork's pretty pretty decent, uh, but it's it like doesn't it? A little bit. It's he's got like the weird like uh, fucking like twisted out mustache. But the if you tap two, three target white creatures, you can destroy any target creature. Like underplayed, but in in white in this deck and these in these cubes, you can make that happen. Uh, Divine Transformation, easy beater. That's an easy pickup. Um, cool. Island Sanctuary. I have in my. We'll talk artifacts, but mine's a power cube, so I have uh, proxies of all the power in here. Uh, but I think Island Sanctuary plays really well with Howling Mine because you can skip your Howling Mine trigger and just draw a card. You still get the effect of Island Sanctuary without the mm-hmm. loss of card draw. Uh, there is a moat in here as well, but. If you can't get the mode, the island sanctuary works uh, basically the same anyhow. And then I guess one of my goals is at some point to cast a personal incarnation because it's three and three. And I that I mean, you're never going to cast this card outside of a cube. So those are kind of like the the highlights of the white of the white section. The rest of mine is pretty standard stuff that you would find. You know, I was just thinking moat. Um... Most of my white creatures. So there's a bunch of like one ones and you know small creatures. They don't fly. I'm actually thinking moat might be a well. I guess put it in there. I mean, it's it's kind of it, like you want to splash the white. You don't want to do the creature plan. Yeah. It's just in there to be in there. Yeah, you're right. Like most of the your your creature suite and my creature suite are very similar. There's like maybe three flyers. Uh, the one the wall of swords, um, the thunder spirit, which you have a. Do you have an English or an Italian one? Mine's just a proxy. I just printed one out. I actually, well, I actually really like this one. It's an, it's a HP English, and it's actually special to me because it's one of the, I think it might be the only card that I had stuck from high school. And when I was a sophomore or junior or something, I traded a Tundra for this. And uh, at that's, the that's time, almost like, an even trade. <laughs> yeah, and back then it was actually a really good one because you never saw Legends cards and stuff. So uh, I ended up giving that to a friend like a while, like a long time ago. 
And then um, they heard that I started playing again. They gave me all my cards back. I ended up getting that Thunder Spirit back. So I got this high school card back. So it's an English HP. Nice. Yeah. I I I debate whether I'd buy an English HP at this time to replace the proxy. I like the artwork. We'll see. It's well, not that complicated of a card where I need to like. Well, have do you like see a, a brass? They have a Thunder Spirit that looks really handsome. Maybe just use that one. Maybe. Yeah. That's. I mean, that's what I have in there right now. Because I actually like theirs better than the real cards. You like that one better than the real card? That's fair. No, I, I like almost all of theirs better than having playing with the real actual magic card. I would rather play with theirs, you know? The um I think the artwork is good on it. The and it's like part of the problem with some of the proxies that they have up is like uh they have proxies up for some of the legends and stuff, or like like I don't know what our Argivian are call it archaeologist who learning to read today i have no idea what this card does but i have a geocities like proxy of it yeah but I, I might replace this with something else i i forget the activation cost right i think it's two white and two but it's uh take an artifact from the graveyard put it on top of your library i believe but i forget the activation card i have the same property yeah 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 and so i like while this is like a really good high quality like i like having this proxy I don't know what the card does. So, have, have you thought about just writing on there? Yeah, that would ruin all the good artwork. Have you seen my handwriting? Yeah. I, I thought maybe writing it on the back or something like that, but sure. we'll see. The um, but yeah. So the only flyers in white for me, I have a Sarah Angel, a Mesa Pegasus, the, I have a Thunder Spirit, and and that Wall of Swords. I think that's it for my flyers in white. So. Moat is really just in there because Moat's a classic old school card. It doesn't even really, I, I don't even, I mean, I'd have it in a white deck. I'd, I'd obviously snatch it up so somebody else couldn't take it, but. Well, I guess you could always splash that with some of the other control cards, you know, like uh, Armageddon and Wrath of God and stuff. If you want to be like yeah. that, you know? Yeah. And I have all those, you have those in your deck. I have those in my deck. Uh, so there's all those generic good white cards are, are here. So I guess, um, I guess maybe maybe let me highlight I guess some of the cards I think are maybe kind of unique or cool. Yeah. Um, in here, one pet card I really have is Abu Jafar. Um, that was not in the original yes. list. I love Abu Jafar a lot. I think it's underrated, and I think the art is is one of the best ones. And you have a signed copy, actually. Let me yeah. make a note. I'm probably gonna re I might replace my archaeologist with an Abu. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, well, the archaeologist could be really really good. Um, if you have enough artifacts to kind of support that, I mean, think about mm -hmm. chaos orbing everything, something every turn, you know? Yeah. So I think it can make it, I, I think it has such a unique kind of like gameplay or unique things that you can do with it or, or the uh, aerial pile, right? Where you can like use it every turn. I'm sure there's better uses. Oh, yeah. But I think it's unique enough where you, you don't make that swap. Okay, that's fair. Um, the other ones in here that I really like is I like uh, Blaze of Glory especially with like Abu Jafar, you know, um, yep. I didn't see Blaze of Glory on the list. Um, it's more maybe niche or something, but I think it's super dope. Um, uh, I just put in Righteousness, actually. I took out like Red Ward. I guess the original Cube Builder was kind of afraid of Red, but I like Righteousness. I mean, it's just, it's, it's a beating. People don't expect it, you know, um, plus seven, plus seven is freaking awesome. It's a good um, combat trick. Yeah, yeah, 100%, 100%. Um, 
there's Army of Allah and Jihad and, and two Crusades. It's very heavy on the on the pump effects. I like that. Uh, I used to play a white weedy deck like that uh, back in the day. And uh, let's see, I like that there's a reverse damage. That's a really fun gotcha card. Um, and then more standard stuff. David David Hasselhoff's in there. Yep, I got David too. Um, uh, King Suleiman, I think, is really cool in here. Um, and then I, ha I have that and I put it in. Yeah. Only because I have one of them. Oh, yeah, so yeah. Like, yeah. That's easily one that is expensive that doesn't need to be in the in the white cube. Yeah. I think you can get away without it. And this one here is actually pretty special to me. I was at um, GP Vegas when they did that, uh, the old school event. And mm -hmm. it, like, it was a really kind of a feel bad because of the the non-old schoolers that are playing old school, but whatever. There's so many super cool people there. And I ended up doing pretty good. I think I got like 4-1 or 5-1. So I, I, I did decent. And um, I didn't have quite enough tickets to get something cool. But there was a King Suleiman, and it was kind of out of my reach a little bit. And so a bunch of the deep spawners gave me their tickets, especially Brian Urbano. He and gave me enough tickets to get that King Suleiman. And then we had, um, oh my God, I'm blanking on names now. Nick was uh, there. I saw. I just saw a picture of you guys recently from that event. Um, oh really? Yeah, I believe after the redo, we'll just leave that alone. But I think Nick won after the redo. Um, there's a picture of you, Nick, Brian, um, fuck, there was a bunch of dudes in that pick. It was a bunch of the deep spawners. You, you were in the, like the very far right hand side of it. Yeah. Sexton but, yeah. was there. And, yeah. yeah. John Sexton was there. Yep. So, um, so this King Suleiman that, um, my spawner buddies helped me get with tickets. Um, we had an offsite event, um, uh, and it was like, oh, my God, man, I'm, I'm blanking on names here. I'm so sorry. But really cool offset event. And then uh, Anson was there. So he ended up doing a Posca altar of a serendip head, a severed serendip head, uh, which is super dope. I mean, and I mean, he didn't do the art for Suleiman, but he did serendip freet. And then I was joking because he signed it on the side, too. I was joking that because at the actual convention at, at Vegas, Pool was there and I should get a double sign. He's like, yeah, totally. And, and tell Mark, you know, that's a little bit of a fun thing. So I got Mark Poole and Anton uh, to, to sign that same card. So that's kind of a fun one. Yeah, you could say you could say it might be one of a kind. You could say that. The I think you need to talk about the preacher. Uh, <laughs> that was like that was okay. Can we just talk about how Pogs was such a short lived, but like it burned real bright for like about three months and then everybody laid off of it. Minus like two people. Well, so Bob, evil mailman up in um, in Pittsburgh, I think that he basically was the driver behind the whole pog thing. And he was kind of like a one man, one man, I don't know, theme or one man. I mean, he made, a, he made a pog deck, like a deck completely pog cut. Yeah, so this was, yeah. So what we're talking about here, if you don't see it, uh second from the bottom row there is a preacher with a hole cut in it and it is pog shaped and basically the art is missing is what it is and so what he did is this was pre-pandemic for the players ball he made a white weenie deck including preachers including thunder spirits including yep. caracas and he cut out all the art for pogs 
And then he was going to play the deck with big holes cut in the cards and go for the creative award. Uh, that ended up not happening. And then he got a little uh, tired of waiting. And so then, uh, you know, he, he gave some of these cards away or something. So I got that from him. That's pretty, yeah. I also got a uh, white bordered Caracas from him stamped. That was fun. Nice. I, I guess I should mention I also have a Caracas in the cube. I mean, it's it's a land, but really it's a white card. I mean, sure. yeah, I think that, I mean, that does it from my end with regards to white. I think whenever you compare my picture with your picture, you got a lot more signed cards on yours. But I think that's probably like the sub thing I'm going to try and get done with this cube is get as much of it signed as possible. Yeah. Uh, I mean, some of it's not going to be possible because people aren't alive anymore, but the, uh, I'm going to work, start working on getting some of this shit signed out, even if it's just like a fourth edition. Yeah, I like signed cards and I like club stamps and I like, you know, signed by friends or, you know, or that kind of stuff. Um, uh, I do have some 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 extras copies of this. Like I like I have a I think a fourth edition Sarah with a sketch on it and stuff. I can totally give you that stuff. Oh, the Sarah I have in here is the double oh. sign. Yes. Uh, you gotta you gotta talk about that Sarah. This one, the double the double sign one, the Weissman double sign. You well, you gave me this card. It's a yeah. uh, German Sarah Angel signed by Douglas Schuler, of course, on the bottom, the classic signature, and then also signed by Brian Weissman above it. Uh, I'd like to say this is a pre Las Vegas event. Yes. Um, I'll this also a, say that this is a yeah. GP Seattle, like the 25th anniversary one or whatever that was. I mean, apparently Brian like stops out and plays with guy. Like I was, I was uh, when I went to one of the first meetups. Uh, here in the Seattle area, apparently he shows up every now and then to play. So, yeah, interesting. Well, when I met him, he was a a, a very very nice person who took time to chit chat and talk about the deck and stuff. And I got his autograph there. And then whatever weirdness happened happened like three years after that or two years after yeah. whatever. It was. Yeah. I mean, all the Sarah Angels I have in the, the deck I'm going to play for the Havenwood event on the 30th of January. Um, is their double sign Schuler Weissman's? Nice. I think they're like gold signatures too. I, again, I you get either gave me or I bought those cards from you. So I don't think I've ever actually bought a Sarah Angel. Um, I showed up to that event where I met him and got that signed. Um, my deck was rubber banded in a Ziploc bag and I carried it in my Texas fanny pack. That's how, yeah. I showed up to that event. That's how you carry decks is in a Ziploc bag. That's with rubber bands showing up. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess you want to you want to kind of wrap this up. You want to kind of call this first episode of, you know, talking about the anti-league and kind of like showcasing the white color yeah. for the cube builds. Yeah. And by the time we get to the next one of these episodes, the anti-league will be started. So I can just tell you all about the deck because I'm fair. Like I'll probably end up posting it to the Internet. Uh, just like I'll say this, like if when I run my own leagues and stuff like that, I prefer to be as like transparent as possible. So it doesn't look like I'm trying to like win a bunch of anti-cards. And if you if you pay attention to the last league I, I played in, I literally think I lost like half my deck to Annie. Um, so that worked out well. Anyhow. Uh, yeah. So the Annie league starts on the 30th. If you want to join the Annie league, just send me a message on any platform. I'll get you joined up. Mm -hmm. uh, or upcoming use message me and I'll get it to Eric. Yeah. Upcoming events. Um, the Derby is halfway done. We're in batch two. Uh, Havenwood three, let me just pull up my email real quick. Havenwood three is on the 29th, I believe of January. That's a one day event run by DFB. That's online. 
that's yep. all online. Let me just go down and make sure I got the right. It's um, Atlantic Rules. Yeah, Havenwood 3, Saturday, January 29th. Start. It's capped at 128 players, seven-round Swiss. It apparently will start at noon Eastern time. That'll be a good event. Um, so Should the, I start with the all-strip mine deck? But I think Dave knows my shit. He'll probably scream me out first. Just play uh, – I'm going to play red, white, green, uh, that mid-range red, white, green deck I've been building. I'm going to play that with, like, a singleton sideboard. Yeah. Um, you should play your new red black deck and put more Maze of Ith in there. Dude, Maze of Ith is a fucking ball. It's an underplayed card. So mm. if we were to talk about cards that are underplayed, Maze of Ith. It it is in this in the Derby, it has like won me games where I'd be like, Singleton Maze of Ith, people just couldn't fucking deal with it. Well, how about we we save that so we have some more content and we can talk about Maybe in next episode, or maybe not next episode, or one of them, we can talk about my red-black deck. You can see uh, it looks like a real deck until you realize that there is, like, there's, like, three Falling Stars and, like, a bunch of Meek Stones and World Assassins in it. It looks real until you see that section. In fact, old-school Dan, I sent it to him. He's like, oh, my God, he built a real deck. Awesome. He's like, never mind. I saw the three Falling Stars made. But Falling Star is a good card, like... (laughs) First off, I don't want. Let's save it, let's, let's save it for that one. We'll, yeah. we'll, we can we can talk about how terrible of a deck builder I am at that. Look, all I'm saying is if you if you're not playing a four strip mine format, I don't. We can you can talk about your decks all you want, your sweet mana bases and shit. But like if you're not playing against four strip mines, I don't know the like. Don't get me wrong, I don't mind playing one strip mine events. I don't. Yeah. But it's like. Uh, it's like when it's like when I go skiing, right? Like I'm a pretty good skier. I like to ski like deep, like steep, like dangerous ass skiing, right? I love it. And then that's like four strip mines. And then there's one strip mine, which is like, oh, I'm gonna go to the resort and I'm gonna like go down the bunny hills. But I'm gonna talk. I'm like gonna talk about it as if I was like uh, getting heloed into like an Alaska range. Like that's how like I think people talk about one strip mine formats. They're like, oh, it's so fucking epic with my perfect mana base, 27 restricted card deck. And they're, but they're really just a dude going down a green slope. That's what I think about one strip line formats. It really is. It's funny coming from Texas. We've seen the other extreme too. So uh, we sometimes do play with more than four strip mines. It's beatable. It's beatable. And yeah, well, one of our last meetups before you left, uh, I think I didn't tell you. Yes. Uh, what deck I was playing, and I and I switched to Oops All Strip Mind. In fact, I even mulliganed uh, down to like five cards to, you know, to to sell it a little bit more. And uh, then, of course, you know, and then I didn't play. I didn't play all my strip mines right away. I, I made it seem like I didn't have enough land. So I think that I stretched it out to about like seven minutes before you realized what was happening. Uh, right. And then we went for it, and it really like the game took. What, like 25 minutes for you to kill me? 30 minutes or something? Like It, it did, because it did, I had to go find two moxes in a, in a soul ring in the deck. Because you can't... Like, the problem the problem with all strip mines like, is we that... We were not decking at that point, weren't we? we were, well, we were counting libraries to see who... Because I was like, oh, I have three lands left in the deck. And, like, I play 26 or 28 lands. Like, I play an appropriate amount for four strips. Uh, and, but, and yeah... yeah. And yeah, six, 60 strips main, 15 side is what I was wondering. 
Absolutely, 100. The I'm just saying it's beatable. Uh, oh yeah, easily. I, I, I've never won a game with it, so. Exactly. So like the boogeyman doesn't <laughs> exist is all I'm saying. Like, <laughs> people like think there's a boogeyman doesn't exist. So, okay. Uh, okay. So Havenwood three is coming up. Yep. Uh, let me look up the Emerald city. Let me look up that event. Fire walk with me. Fire walk with me is the title of the event. Uh, that's also the title of a movie uh, related to twin peaks. So when you Google that, you need to type in, uh something i think it might make more sense just to go to the seattle um old school website yes it would absolutely make sense to do that which is what i just did so i can click on upcoming events all right so the fire walk with me event is friday march 18th through and saturday march 19th so guys will probably fly in friday morning thursday night and then fly out sunday ish uh, the reason you want to be here on Friday is because there will be a special event called the Black Lodge, uh, which is a themed event. So Friday, cool themed event. Uh, the rules are so intricate that you just have to go look at them. I can't explain them. They're special cards. They're and... special cards and they're themed and it's going to be cool. I'm going to play red, white. Uh, and then Saturday is just a regular pack old school event, which will also be be good. Um I think that, all my friends are coming out, so that's nice. But yeah, that'll be a good event. Yeah, I've got tickets for it now, but considering the times that we live in, there could be changes. So it's one of those yeah, keep yeah, your, yeah. Keep your um, attention to it, keep your ears out. That doesn't make sense. It's not a saying. But, uh, you know, it is subject to change just with how things are going. So it may happen, may not. We hope we'll see how it goes. We'll see what happens here. The because it's Washington State, which is not Texas, by the way. Let me tell you yeah. all about it. It's it not. Uh, it's not. It's not. Um. Anyhow, so that event's happening. Um. The Deep Spawners have an event called Risk that is coming up this summer, yeah. I believe, in April. That's uh, going to be at Palm Springs at uh, Golf Resort. It's going to be extremely yeah. baller. And time there's going to be um uh Pippin. Uh Pe- I call him Pippin. Pepin. Pepin. Okay, Chris Pepin. Uh he's gonna have a uh, uh a Jeep adventure tour in the uh, what desert is it? Mojave? Probably uh, who knows. Whatever uh, desert, desert he told me about it. It sounds super, super sick, but limited availability. So he got some desert uh, adventure stuff with Jeeps, uh golf course stuff. And the really, really fancy resort. And this is one where, uh, you know, couples and uh, significant others definitely uh, encouraged to come. Yeah, it's 8th through the 9th. Um, if you, I'll put the, the link down in the show notes. But if you just Google Deep Spawners, uh, it'll show up. Their website is really professional looking, which kind of makes sense. Um, but they, they lay out all of the stuff they're going to do. So... It's that'll be a good event. Um, there's one more event I want to talk about. It's the one in Gettysburg, and these are all kind of pending. Whatever's going to happen with the Rona. So this is GloryCon. Is this GloryCon two? Two. I think it's two. Hold on. Pretty sure it's two. Anyhow, that I believe is in May. I heard amazing things about that last one. I I did not go to that one. Uh, neither did I. It is in where I grew up at, uh, which is uh, Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. I'm from that area. GloryCon 2 
is going to be in person February 19th, which is a lot Ooh. closer than I thought it was. Um, he said details to sign up mid-November. I have not seen those details, so maybe that has changed. Uh, I'll maybe send him a message and see what happens. And then will you be able to put the sign-up link in the... Uh... There's no sign-up link yet. That's what I... Oh, and, gotcha. Yeah, he said they put it out mid-November, but it's January, so we'll see how that goes. Um, do they have a website or what's the best way to get that info? It's just on Twitter. If you, I'll, um, I will retweet it from the, uh, from the, this old deck account Dope. so that you can see it. But Mike France, uh, at ATOG 67 is his, uh, Twitter handle, but he's the guy who runs that stuff. So I heard, yeah, I heard last year was amazing. I wanted to go out this year. Amazing. Like buffet or something served lunch. Yeah. I might be working that weekend. I don't know. We'll see how that goes, but that's the plan anyhow. But um, yeah, that's all the events I know about as of right now. And then with the cube, we'd love to hear some feedback. We're going to post both lists. So we're going to go by color and artifact and land and stuff. Um, uh, I, we, we definitely want your feedback, please. If you have some ideas or, or, or wherever the case is, just just hit us up, respond to this whole deck. We're starting to our our our, our Twitters. I'm Super Cobra 82. Eric, which one? On on Twitters, I am Eric Martin242. And then the other Eric Martin is random guy, right? Yeah, his is hold on, I'll just look. I'm I'm on Twitter right now, of course. Yeah. We have Eric Martins in the group. And sometimes we all change your name to it. So lot quite a lot of Eric Martins in this group. Yes. I don't know. What, oh, there it is. His is yeah, random guy one zero one seven. Is it is it Eric's Martins or what's the plural? It's the Eric's Martins. It's the Eric's Martins. The yeah, Eric's Martins. Martins. There's okay. an S on both of them. The Eric's Martins. Yeah. Okay. Fair. Checks out. Two apostrophes, two S's. Oh, I like it. Yeah. Yep. It's real. Now, don't want a dollar sign. You got me hooked. Oh, yes. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, dude. Yeah, awesome. we did it. We did it. We made an episode. Yeah, we did, right? It's been a little bit. I know. It's been a hot minute. The, uh, Yeah, we'll definitely do an in-person episode when you come out in March, and yeah. then we'll figure some out stuff. But all right. Uh, so next color, do you have blue ready to talk about yet? Let's just say yes, and if I don't, then it won't be blue. <laughs> okay. I need Who's like one extra... Team? I need one episode just to talk about the the spectral chaos cards I printed to. That's like the real spice of my cube, right? It's spectral chaos, but we'll talk about that. Anyhow. All right. Uh, let's stop recording. Sounds good. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening. Uh, see you next episode. Yep, Keep next month. Stripping no, no. and orbing and all that good stuff. Yep, that's right. Four strips. all right hope you enjoyed the episode uh we'll be back next week i think we're going to talk blue cards uh we'll we'll talk something uh cube wise either next week or the week after i don't know uh just to be clear i don't actually get paid for any of this nor does it cost me any money so we'll release some episodes uh as i get them figured out anyhow I uh, hope you enjoyed, and like I said in the intro, if uh, you want to submit something, just get a hold of me. All right, bye.